Hey, my bad people. Hey, welcome to the Heavy Hitters. That was a quick ascension. Unexpected uh fuck up by me as usual. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> hold on, wait a minute. That's more like it. Oh, All right, so yeah, that was a very unexpected um fuck up by your boy since man case now. This is equal to get... the quickest and longest intro at the same time. Hey man, you already know, man. When we mess up. We make fun of it, and we get better at it. This is what we do around here. So, people, if y'all already know, this is Tuesday, Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday. No, no, no. no We're going to keep moving along. <laughs> this ain't about me. This ain't about Mike. This ain't about Jude. This ain't about Noah. Individually, but together, you are getting the, I repeat, the heavy hitters. Boom! Ah, excuse me. Which come through with the mad scientist, the minister, and the sixth man. And we are featured by the professor. This is why we call Noah the professor. Because he schools, he he will school you in the heartbeat. Y'all pay attention. I need to start adding some extra E's to my name then. The professor. Speaking of which, already got a super chat. Oh man, super chat already. Right before the intro even started. Right before the finish my intro, we already got a super chat, man. Shout out to. Uu sixty two with the two dollar super chat uh, sticker that has nothing on it, but we definitely appreciate that. Hell you! I just want to. <sighs> that, that's it. That's all I got was like a uh, uh, one of them pastors, <laughs> like a bit of head. Hell <laughs> you! And they keep coming, Jarvis. Man, that more goes so many people here. Phone ninety nine, phone ninety nine. Say, continue to sell the newer heights. Remaining focus is key. Don't allow those who don't watch the Falcons tell you about the Falcons. Damn right. This is why nobody likes us. They like you, and they like Noah. They can't stand me and Mike. <laughs> so, Noah's the biggest asshole of everybody. People really don't just don't know it yet. 
is a sarcastic jerk. Okay. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> and he admitted it too. So, yeah. So, sis, your boy sis man can't stop messed up on the intro. We gotta get this show going. So the real roll call. What Mike says, the what the three letter words. Today's roll call is going to be featuring everybody because we got to get this show on and cracking. <laughs> My bad, people. We're going to make up for it. Always. Always. So we appreciate everybody tuning in. So let's go. By the way, I just wanted to show people right here Nana Murray's world champion. Right? Just, just, just wanted to. Gotta know that again. World champions, All right? Oh, yeah, world champions. <laughs> oh lord! So let's go ahead. We get it in three, two. Ah! All right, fellas, man. What is going on, man? What are we gonna be giving the people today? Oh, um, what are we? We're going to do a little different today. Um, we're going to give the a player evaluation for each uh, group, position group for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, um, start with the court. We can start with the quarterbacks. Uh, we can make our way down to, I mean, even the, 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 the kicker, the punter. Um, guys that you expect to, you know, be – you know, the outbreak players or players that you, you feel for each position group, you're going to keep your eye on. Um, you can add a couple of free agents. You're going to highlight uh, that one? I'll highlight this one. Hey, yeah, man, I know. <laughs> you talking about not, 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 no, no. Officially, I haven't got monetized. Not, it'll, it'll, take a, it'll take a couple of days for it to get through. I, it, it, yeah. it took me about a couple of days to get there, but he's yeah. like, he, he's all he's he's got there. We got him there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my bad on the roll call, y'all man. I literally just woke up five minutes before <laughs> this damn show. So, <laughs> but go ahead, Mike. Keep on going. Um, but yeah, we're gonna go from you know players that you expect. Uh, you're going to keep your eye on for each uh, position groups. Um, the guys you expect to be cut, um, you know, you can add a couple of signees uh, here and there uh, from other teams that, that you expect to be, um, you know, cut from their uh, respective team. So um, I, I guess we can start with the quarterbacks. We also start with some super chats again. Again, exactly. Ten wow. sports and gaming with the one ninety nine super chat. Mm-hmm. AFM forever, y'all the kings of Atlanta sports content. Oh, I like that we word. I, I, I like that y'all we we exactly the king exactly. and queens of Atlanta sports. I, I like that. We the crew that brings the new the, the real to you, and we definitely mm-hmm. really appreciate the love. So. So since we have the professor here, why don't we go ahead and let him kick this off right quick, man? So Noah, what you got for us? All right. So I'm gonna actually piggyback off of Jarvis. 
Uh, he was like, hopefully y'all talk about Richard Grant. All right, yeah. let's talk about yeah, 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 yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> look, 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 yeah, Jay, look, look. Jesus prevailed, and we will be able to finally <laughs> talk about. <it. laughs> Go ahead, now, he, he he's got quite the workload up ahead of him. Um, he's got a lot of expectations in order to fulfill. Uh, obviously, being the second round pick of last year, weighty expectations. So, Dean Pease has mentioned he's basically protected them this entire season before that, like, hey. Calm down about Richard Grant. We're going to make sure that he learns everything before we actually try to put him on the field uh, to do basically everything because, yeah, he was also the safety, but he was also the quasi-slot corner for when Isaiah Oliver wasn't there too. So we had to really figure that out, that position, on top of extra coverages, on top of extra assignments, on top of extra uh, packages and whatnot. So there is a lot to put on a safety's plate when it comes to this, but it also paid dividends because, you know, we want to keep – you know, taunting this stat around, like we never gave a passing play or any play over 40 yards. Like that's notable because no one else did that. Mm -hmm. So we're going to try to replicate that success on top of making sure that he is also putting other people in the right position as well. Mm -hmm. That's one of his assignments. Like when you're a safety, like you got to make sure that everyone in front of your vision is on, is on key that everyone in front of you has to be like in the proper position, that they understand everything. That's why you have like these, um, these deep center fielder safeties. They always surveyed the rest of the field. That's why they're back so far, like 25 yards away from the line of scrimmage because they have to survey the entire field. And if they don't do that, then they might miss an assignment and that can be a blown coverage. So there's just little things like that that you really need to keep in mind when paying attention to the safety position. Now, Obviously, when you're going to be watching on TV, you really can't see all those assignments. But when you see everyone else performing well, then some of that credit has to go to the safeties just by proxy because all three phases of the defense have to pay attention to each other. And that's what Dean Pease really wants to really kind of just like beat into us is making sure that everyone has cohesion. Sometimes we were really dysfunctional. Sometimes we can put on a good stretch of a couple of drives in a game. Sometimes we can put on a, just a decent stretch of a couple of games. But most importantly, we always have to make sure that no matter who's on the field, that everyone knows what everyone else is doing. That way they can't be out of position. So Richie Grant is going to be a big part of making sure that they are all figured out. So, yeah, the kid's a smart kid. Four years at UCF was tremendously productive there. So he's got the brains. He's got the IQ. He's got the abilities. He's got the speed, the range. Like, yeah, he's going to be a lot better this year than people might realize. So him on top of the rest of the safety group, uh, I think in the depth chart it has him and Eric Harris. I think that Jalen Hawkins might be battling between that. And then Dean Marlowe's right behind them too. So Marlowe, sneaky contender for another decent rotation piece. So if we're going to go back to him, go back to Eric Harris a little bit, um, we're seeing more – clips of him in training camp like finishing plays uh getting some extra deflections swatting some extra passes down so it's like i like that you know because we didn't get to see a whole lot of that he tried to capitalize on the little plays but didn't really get to do that so uh let's be cautious of the safety group because this one is going to be something that once it's figured out we don't have to worry about that for another couple of four or five years almost because everyone else is young so mm-hmm. 
solidified that portion. You solidified like half the coverage, and that's what Dean Pease wants. Okay. Let's go ahead and hit this 999 super chat from Savior. Appreciate it. He said, This team is going to shock the heck out of people. I'll be tuning in weekly to y'all. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that, man. Hey. Like, like, hey, 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 Jew, what, what are the three things we always try to bring to the people? The the stats, the facts, and the truth. And you're you're up online, boy. What you got for us on the conversation, man? Um, It's a lot of position battles that I'm watching. Um, Since he talked about Richie Grant, which you guys know I was big on Richie Grant, Um, I'm going to talk about the center position. Like, I'm watching that battle closely. Um, Hennessy and Dalman. Those two guys, I'm watching that position closely. And a lot of people are saying, I seen it in the chat, I don't know who actually said it, but they said they think Dalman is going to start the game. And personally, I think they want the best player to play or the best player to win. But let's be honest, this team drafted Drew Dalman. They didn't draft Matt Hennessy. So personally, mm-hmm. I think that they prefer, you know, Drew Dalman because he's the guy that they drafted. I think that the best player will play because we've seen that Jalen Mayfield pretty much has gotten benched so far for he's been outplayed at that uh, guard position, which he was on the team last year. And he was their draft pick too, but I'm really interested to see that center position. Cause I feel like with the Falcons, that center position has been key to us winning a lot of games that we've had a lot of good centers over the years. I mean, to go from mud duck, having him over a decade, he's getting in the ring of honor. Congratulations to him. Um, and then to go right over to Alex Mack, who's a pro bowl center, we've never been kind of in this no man's land. It's been a really long time since we haven't had that, that leader up front. So I think everything starts and ends with the offensive line on the offensive side of the ball. Y'all talked about it a little bit last night. I don't remember if it was, I think it was both of you guys talked about it. Basically we talked about Matt Ryan being sacked and, you know, he being a, a hall of fame quarterback, but he was on his backside a lot. So that center position, you got to have that dog at that center position that can make the calls um, that can get everybody lined up, and that can make some of the reads. I mean, you don't want to put all of that pressure just on your quarterback. You got to have a, a lineman that's smart, cerebral, and when you play center, you got to be nasty. When you play offensive line, anywhere in the trenches, you got to be nasty. So I want to see players finishing guys after the whistle. That's what I'm watching for because we know Arthur Smith, if you're going to get that running game going, you got to have a guy that's jumping on top of piles after the whistle running down the field, you know, that's what I'm looking for in this game, to see somebody out there fighting. Because you guys remember Alex Matt used to like he was wrestling out there. He would right, dive on right, people after the, right. after the play. He right. was one of those guys. You got to be a little bit, like I said, to play center, you got to be a little bit dirty. You got to cross the line sometimes. So you got to set tone and play with a nasty aggression. So that's the position that I'm really watching in this game to see can somebody – right now it's a power struggle because both guys are switching in and out, in and out, in and out. But I want to see if somebody actually steps to the forefront and says, this is my position. Unless I get hurt, I'm going to lead this offensive line. So that's the position that I'm really watching because that's been a centerpiece of our offense for years. So we got to get that position figured out. Playing to the echo of the whistle, not just the end of it. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. (laughs) We heard that. Hey, man, those dudes were nasty, man. They were nasty. Yeah, man. you know, like the five seconds after the end of a play on NFL Blitz, <laughs> so you just get to beat up the opponent. <laughs> 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 
Nah, 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 I'll give you one better. I'm going to give you the godfather of the NFL Blitz game. It was called Super High Impact Football. This was oh a, my God. But <laughs> this was one of the most silliest games. But you hit somebody the right way, the whole team fighting. Both teams mm-hmm. fighting. They got to have some bloody knuckles trying to win those <laughs> fights growing up, man. Things used to be crazy. But – I'm a I'm I'm a kind of piggyback on on Noah here as far as the Richie Grant because I did promise them yesterday that I was gonna speak on Richie Grant as well. So, but this ain't gonna be just Richie Grant. It's just gonna be all the safeties in general because one of the main guys that we're not really talking about as far as the competition wise is if you look at the training camp. What is one of the major one-on-one battles have you seen in this training camp so far? If you're talking about safeties versus offensive players, it's Kyle Pitts and Tez Tarber. Tarber, Tabor, Tabor, Taper. I don't give a damn. Hey, hey, he, hey, he coming in to play his damn game, bro. Because they did an interview with um. Darren Hall, and they were speaking about the swagger of the secondary. They speaking on the swagger of a lot of these guys coming in, or these guys that's here, and they want to set a tone. Like you said, Richie Grant is one of those new school cats. That one of we we gonna still call him the new guy because he's essentially gonna be pegged as a starter. Let's just be honest. So, essentially, what where his physicality is going to come in as far as compared to everybody else, him and Jalen Hawkins is going to bring that physicality from those two positions that the Falcons ain't had in a while. Let's be honest. And as uh, Mad Mike Sports done had the <laughs> unmanimated golf, it's shocking to hear what I said. He had to jump off for a second. So, Richie Grant, Jalen Hawkins, Eric Harris, D. Marlowe. This is an interesting battle in itself. Because what is the one major thing we bragged about the Falcons last year? And and basically what Noah said, we didn't give up a play over 40 yards. So that is the expectation right there. This is why I said that the professor and the sixth man is always, is for some reason, always on the same page, even though we don't know it. We we always on the same page. You you notice that, man? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in the comment section, it's just right. You just put up a hypothetical. I just kind of answer it. Exactly. Exactly. Right. But but yeah. Um, so I'm very I'm very excited about Richie Grant. Um, that's all I gotta say. That, like I said, that, that's all I gotta say. I ain't really got no notes prepared or nothing. Well, I never do, but it pretty much Noah pretty much said it all on that one. So. Uh, Jalen Hawkins is another one that is getting mm-hmm. more attention too. Mm-hmm. He's getting the mic'd up sessions, got a lot of energy. Uh, again, just bringing that swagger to the team. 
Exactly, and I think it's it's a, it's it's suiting from everybody that's everybody in that secondary. And, they, and I think they said the main thing was once Casey Hayward came over here, he brought a whole new energy that we didn't see from this team last year. All right, is he good now? Is he good now? Yeah, <clears throat> the stream y'all don't like me. I'm, I'm sitting up here with a good internet connection, and there we go. I'm still getting cut out. <laughs> well, I, I I got enemies even in uh, the cyber world. So, um, but my take uh, on this, as far as the roster is concerned, um, kind of alluded to it um, a bit uh, with the secondary. I think for me personally, I think this is one of the most underrated aspects of the Falcons defense and team in, in its entirety. I think the secondary is one of the deepest um, positions the Falcons have. You have guys like D. Alford, who's a you know all pro, a Canadian league all pro. Um, so we know that he has ability. Um, can it translate to the speed of the game? I believe so, because when you look at how the Canadian Football League is constructed, their uh, fast-paced league, you have to have um, you know, the fundamentals to be able to play in that type of uh, defense because you're constantly uh, backpedaling, constantly uh, you know, kind of watching what the, the wide receivers are the offense doing. You, you're watching the quarterback. So playing a, a scheme like Dean P is not too difficult. It's just it's really just the speed of the game. So you got the offer. You have Isaiah Oliver, who is um, – he's hungry. He wants his spot back. He wants his um, – he wants to prove that he can um, be a good defensive back in the league and not just if, if he plays well with the Atlanta Falcons give him a second contract or possibly go to another team and kind of resurrect his career. You have a guy at Darren Hall right now that I'm having so many good things about. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks confident. He, it, it, the, the guys, the, the secondary, just, especially the corners, they look like they just have so much swagger and so much. Mm-hmm. Um, they just have an energy tool that you, you can't really, uh, you can't replicate that. You can't really, you know, uh, teach that type of stuff. You either have it or you don't. Um, then you guys, like uh, Tez Tabar, I hope I said his name wrong. I probably butchered his name, but uh, he had been going. I, I butchered it too, so <laughs> that, hey, well, welcome to the club. Tease Tabor. Tease joking your tease. All right, Tease Tabor. He's such a big tease. <laughs> <laughs> But he's going against he's going against the bigger, more physical wide receivers. And, and that's that's something like a Isaiah Oliver that you know, especially with the, the teams similar to the Atlanta Falcons, uh, with uh, like even um you know, really the both the Bucks as well as the Saints have big uh, a big wide receiver and Mike Evans and uh Mike Tumman. So they're gonna have to. They're really gonna have to fight for a position. Um, and I think you know having that depth at corner, I believe. And one thing that I'm going to keep an eye on this for this uh, season is turnovers. Um, 
turnovers as well as pass deflection. More so pass deflections. I want to see the wide receivers, uh, the cornerbacks get close to the wide receivers, bat the ball away. Don't I, like I'm not a real big guy on on corners, uh, on interceptions because we got corners in the league like uh, Trayvon. Um, <laughs> trash. Yeah, he, <laughs> he'll have he'll have ten he'll have ten interceptions, but he give up you know a thousand yards in the season. Uh, just on his own. So I'm not a real big interception guy. Like I said, it's more so when you get those big plays, but I'm looking at the path deflections and, you know, the forced fumbles and quote unquote critical tackles uh, on third downs and things of that nature. So, um, (laughs) uh, yeah, so the corner for me, uh, and and I, I like why do I have to bring up AJ? I, I, like I said, he's the best corner in the league. I, I, like he he's the guy just unbelievable. I'm seeing him going against guys like Kyle Pitts. He, he's shutting down Drake London. You know Drake London had a little bit of uh, fun the first couple of days in training camp, and then uh, let me AJ let me put on um let me put on this uh this, this, this put that b on my shirt put some you know put some diamond earrings on he look look he look look i'm about to show you i'm the real prime time i'm i'm about to show y'all that i'm the new prime time here in atlanta this is what aj is doing all right so when it all comes down to it the secondary for the atlanta falcons for me personally i think this is going to be the best unit on the atlanta falcons Hey man, and shout out to Jamal Grant for the five dollar super chat. Said basically, rookie watch Troy Anderson Hawkins will win the strong safety position. Will be a surprise X factor this season. I can definitely agree. Troy Anderson. Mm-hmm. Troy Anderson is still learning the position as far as the nuances. So that's gonna be a project in the works. But the potential is real high. Mm-hmm. Hawkins, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But it was something here that I saw in the chat that was very interesting to me. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find. I, I gotta get back to find who it was. Some somebody said something about um, Sports Illustrated put an article out. God damn it! Where where that? I oh, think it, it might like, have been. Uh, uh, yeah, it was talking someone about someone with that. the Jets trying to trade for Mackay Becton. Yeah, Caleb McGarry. Yeah. Uh, I like that. It it was up there somewhere. I, I look. The bad thing about it is, I, I I had it right there in my eyes, and then I just went blank there for a second and lost it. But. Yeah, right. Me too. See this. Is, see, see this, this. is why we're a team. Ah, right ah, here. ah. This is why we're a team right here. You see, you see there this. So yeah. So I want to get y'all takes on 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 this potential proposition right here. Um, Red Swarm basically came up with this. I'm thinking like, oh, we don't need no trades right now. You still try. You you're still trying to build a foundation. You're still trying to build a cohesion. Why get rid of a big piece like a Caleb McGarry, who you know 
is on a contract year. But I know some people would think, well, depend let's listen to see what they decide to give us. Nah, mother, nah. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. I'm I'm good. <laughs> we still try to build an offensive line that, that is gonna be capable enough to um keep Mariota and Ritter upright. What y'all think on that, man? I think Makai Beckton just got hurt for the season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Me up. So I mean that ain't happening. <laughs> Look, that, that ain't happening. That, that was that was a pipe dream. Yeah, that ain't happening. Whoever wrote it was like that a article. Right, it was like a right kneecap fracture or something. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get get well soon. Um, but um New York Jets. Nah, nah, we 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 wouldn't entertain that. Remember, y'all got Sauce Gardner. So from what I've heard, that <laughs> Sauce Gardner was supposed to be the next generational player. So y'all should be good. So no, 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 no. So hey Mike, I think we need to go ahead and get to our residential light count right quick. So I'm gonna let you go mm-hmm. ahead and handle that for your boy. Something else from Red Swim, another four ninety nine super sticker. Oh ninety nine, appreciate the four ninety nine Red Swim. Hey, shit, hey, hey, look like we're gonna have some gas money at the end of this show, but we definitely <laughs> appreciate. <laughs> Wait, these inflation prices going on, boy. You are gonna be seeing motherfucker out here riding bicycles down two eighty five. Hey, you add this to the uh, Falcons current cap situation, we might have got ourselves a couple gallons. Hey, shoot, exactly, man. Hey, um, yeah, we're at 35. Let's try to get to at least 50 likes. So, uh, let's, let's do that. I think we got so, 110. So, we got 120. We got 12. Hold on, let me hit. So, we got 123. Mm-hmm. So, we got to be at at least. 60 in total. So, if you hadn't hit the like button, go ahead and hit it. So, make sure y'all go ahead and keep on supporting Bad Mike Sports, Jew Tall Sports, Six Man K Styles, and also make sure y'all show y'all love and support for Noah Tyndale on youtube yeah we're, we're getting some more content over here uh i wanted to quickly get this one to funny right gardner's gonna be initiated by nfl receivers this season he was already getting turned around by the draft <laughs> <laughs> remember he went the wrong way all right, we got it. Okay, we definitely appreciate y'all, man. Like I said, at the end of the day, we have to show these people that the content that we bring in, we ain't playing around here. We ain't playing with you. We ain't playing, we ain't playing, we ain't playing with you. Coming, man. Hey, man, Brian Peoples with right. the 499 Super Touch. I'm looking at the center position in D'Angelo Malone this preseason. Mm-hmm. I like that. that. That's that's an interesting one. Um, also, um, hmm. 
I totally forgot what the fuck I was just about to say. So excuse me. What the hell? Like, I don't know what the hell. I forgot what I was about to say. Come on, talking about talking live. I'm looking here. I'm looking here. All I'm doing is the shoulder real like. If you talking about twerking a shoulder that ain't worth a damn, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. You talk about the little Uzi, little Uzi style them up. I'm like, nah, bro, I, I, I can't, I can't be that crazy. <clears throat> but, hmm, I'm trying to think of a question. I'm trying to think of a question, man. Um, I, well, I kind of, I'll say this. Um, this is one of the main reasons why I said earlier today because I kind of um, stumbled upon a um, a quote from Arthur Smith, and obviously um, Jeff Schultz couldn't wait to put this one out, but he pretty much came out and said that um, Desmond Ritter is light years behind. Um, Marcus Mariota, as far as his accuracy is concerned, you the accuracy and timing. I'm um, as a quarterback. That's not that's not really anything that you know. As far as I'm concerned, is uh, I don't think that's too far fetched. He is a rookie. He, uh, uh, he he played at University of Cincinnati and then he didn't necessarily play with elite uh, schools like Alabama, Georgia, LSU, um, the Auburn. So he didn't play with that type of speed uh, for most of his most of his career. Not to say that he is going to be a bad quarterback, but this is what we talk about as far as quarterbacks and just, the, just football in general because it <laughs> takes time for those guys to kind of get acclimated to the speed of the game. So uh, his timing right now for um, Des Murder is something that um, – that he's just not ready for it. So this is one reason why I said he, he needs, the Falcons need to be in a position where they build the roster the proper way until the quarterbacks. We don't have Matt Ryan, okay? I, I want to make this clear. We don't have a Matt Ryan who's going to get us out of a lot of holes this year. It's going to get us out of certain plays. Quarterback have to understand it's like, all right, they have to see things before they progress. They have to see, all right, this guy's leaning towards this. Uh, the offensive line isn't doing certain things, and then you got to make the right call to put the offensive line in the right position. You got to put the right the, the running back in the right position, the tight ends, and you have to see all these things and then turn around and do your job as a quarterback. That's a lot to digest. I mean, I just said – I just confused the hell out of myself even just explaining that. So just picture <laughs> what he's doing that on the field. So – why I say that is this is the main reason why I said the Falcons do not in any way need to go and get any other player. They don't need to trade for a Roquan Smith, a Von Miller, or a, a, a Khalil Mack. None of those guys. Why? What the heck was saying Von Miller? Huh? No, no, I'm just throwing names out there. I'm just throwing names out there. If, 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 if. If we need a big, if we need that quote unquote guy that's going to come in and be that superstar, the Falcons uh, are not at a position where they can make that superstar even bigger, uh, 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 even bigger player. I mean, we we got Grady Jared last year. I mean, 
I think we all can say that he's a, a superstar a defensive lineman. Um, I mean, if you see him right now, he's getting triple team. So it's like, well, what's Von Miller going to come here and do? Get triple team? What Roquan Smith is going to come here and do? Get triple team and double team and get ran through? Like, uh, these are the reasons why I say we need to, you know, deal with the picks that we have, develop the the current players like uh, D'Angelo Malone, Honor Ebiketti, um, the Ogum Daisies, the Lorenzo Carlos, make sure that these guys know their role. Uh, and and Desmond Ritter, he needs to sit back and he needs to learn his position. So mm-hmm. I think those, those, this is, you know, uh, that quote from Arthur Self is like Marcus Murdoch is nice years ahead of uh, Desmond Ritter right now. It just shows you that the speed of the game in the NFL is completely different. Uh, Mike Vick said earlier today when he was talking to Kyle Pitts, he's like, dude, you look so much different. You look so much faster. And Kyle, Kyle Pitt stated, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he said, hey, I just feel a lot better. And 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 he he's starting to get it. He's starting to get it in that second year. Not everybody take two years. Like Not everybody is as gifted as a player uh, as Kyle Pitts is. So I don't think it's going to take at least – I think it's going to take at least two to three years for Desmond Ritter to get it. Hmm. Hold on. Um, there's a comment here that's kind of pertaining to that. Um, he said, not all QBs need that much time. It doesn't mean they're bust if they don't come out the gate firing. Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, those QBs don't come back too often. We also have to remember, and this, and this is a question that I'm going to lead to Jew kind of answering, um, like with Mahomes. Mahomes waited damn near a whole year to play. Burrow played his rookie year, tore his knee up after six games. And they came back this following year and almost went to and almost won a Super Bowl. So essentially, you could say that he had a year before he really came up. And mm-hmm. Herbert wouldn't have happened if someone didn't try to kill Tyrod Taylor. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Tyron Taylor tried to sue. He tried to sue the damn charters. I'm like, how, how the hell you going? Oh, I, I need a shot. I need a shot. Okay, let me hit you with this very long needle. Punctual long. Punctual that man. But. Exactly. So, and like I said, I'm still a Ritter guy. After these last two years, I'm still a Ritter guy. I know most people in Atlanta don't like Riddle. I'm still sticking with it. But like you said, at the end of the day, Mariota being the starter, light years ahead is no surprise because he's been in this league long enough to know the nuances and trinkets of what this system is going to be at. This is similar to what he dealt with before Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's the same damn system. So he's already ahead of the curve on that. This is why you always have that veteran quarterback when you have a rookie quarterback. Because now you have the luxury of letting the rookie sit behind the veteran and look at everything from a standpoint. 
Patrick Mahomes may not be the same quarterback if he made if he didn't have that year behind Alex Smith. We don't know. And the thing is, is that um, people try to compare Desmond Ritter to Patrick Mahomes, but how many people actually compare Mariota to Alex Smith mm. in terms of that position? Mm, not very often. You, I mean, you look at Kansas City, Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. That's almost the same player as Mariota. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people thought he was conservative, was able to scramble, had some success. So, and I wouldn't say early on, but like had some recent success before the team moved on from him, mm-hmm. and then found another situation. And then people want to be like, well, it, you know, you can't be a good quarterback if you, you know, you, if you keep bouncing around a couple teams, have another, uh, be a backup role in another spot, and then like try to get a starting position, like. Mm-hmm. You realize you're describing Kurt Warner, right? Like, <laughs> I'm not saying that it's going to be like all the time, but when you show me it's possible, you can't tell me that it's no longer possible for the next guy to do it. Right, right. Hey, Jew, I, Jew, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to feed you an alley oop right here, man. I think I'm coming down to paint. I'm doing kind of getting a, get my pick and roll game going on. I see you slashing. From the corner, man. So I'm gonna ask you this. So going about what Mike said as far as the Ritter conversation from a Jeff Schultz, do you think it really comes down to the fact that some of the like not 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 just the fans, but as far as like these writers and these football guys that be around these teams have been kind of spoiled by the aspect of having that guy that can start right away and thinking that that's the only thing yeah that should I mean, happen we know how it is with the media like when it comes to the quarterback it's like the quarterback gets all of the credit when the team wins and they pretty much get all of the blame when the team loses so when it comes to desmond ritter and a lot of these players i like what this coaching staff is doing like if you point back to richie grant which we talked about him last year dean pease didn't set him up for failure and that's something that i really like about this this coaching staff is they put these guys in positions where they can succeed and that's what you have to do and we how many times did we say when dan quinn was here in the last regime they put guys in bad situations the isaiah olivers where we thought he couldn't play until he actually got put in the slot like you got to do what uh use these players and what they do best and i feel like with desmond ritter what are you really going to get out of him, you know, if you start him? Like, what are you going to get out of that? Like, nobody believes that this team, like y'all was saying, everybody's saying this team is a two-win team. So why put a rookie in that situation? We've seen Justin Fields get thrown on the field and almost get killed when that blitzer came off the edge. Like, they they know that Chicago had a dumpster uh, dumpster fire uh, fire lock, uh, roster last year, but they threw him out there because the coaching staff, you know, was on the hot seat. So – I feel like you go with the veteran guy. You let this guy sit behind the veteran and learn as much as he can. Like, yeah, Desmond Ritter, I know he wants to get out there and play, but at the end of the day, you don't want to ruin, you know, Desmond Ritter by throwing him out there because what has Dean P's been preaching? Confidence. When you believe that you suck, when the Falcons believe the media, you know, continues to tell the team you suck, this team is bad, 92-9 the game and all these different uh, outlets and media outlets, uh, talk about how bad our team is. You start to believe it, and now so I really gotta... like that these players. 
You just go ahead. Go ahead. What? Now nah, you good. Go ahead. Oh, no. We got the $2 super chat from Jamal Grant said, no one facts. <laughs> Sacrifice him for Herbert shaking my head. Yeah, man. But pretty much all of us stating is you just want to put these guys in positions to succeed. That's at the end of the day. You don't throw a like I, I talked about it in our last show, like make it make sense. What is the best friend, uh, a quarterback's best friend, a good running game and a defense that puts you on a short field? And we mm-hmm. didn't do that last year. That's that's our Achilles heel is getting off the field on third down and running the football last year. So I don't have to say much else. Like <laughs> that's right. it right there. Really that's it right there. Like if you can't run the ball and you can't play defense and get, you know, put your quarterback in good positions, you know, a scoring position. Why put a rookie quarterback out there at the end of the day? The guys, if you think back to the Russell Wilsons in Seattle, when he was with Seattle as a rookie, when they started him, he had a great defense and he had Marshawn Lynch behind him. If you go back to Ben Roethlisberger with the Pittsburgh Steelers, when he played as a rookie, he had a drone better behind him. He had a Willie Parker behind him. He had a good offensive line. He had a good defense. So you were able to basically – they didn't even have to rely on him, really. The same thing with the 49ers, and they didn't even have a rookie quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. It's like when you have a good running game and you have a good defense, they can that can carry you a long way. Like we know last year was no way that that 49ers team, based off of their roster, should have been in the NFC Championship game with Jimmy Garoppolo with like basically a broken thumb. But it was just like that defense in a running game that travels during the playoffs. And that, that pretty much travels anywhere. Like in the game of football – if you can play solid defense and you can run the ball consistently and you can manage the clock and control the clock, you don't have to have a great quarterback. And that's what we keep talking about. So why not throw, you know, the veteran out there? I seen Case Keenum lead the Vikings, you know, to an NFC championship game. We seen a Nick Foles no, you lead the Eagles Blake Bortles. to a Super Bowl. Exactly. We seen a Blake Bortles in an NFC <laughs> championship game. Exactly. Against Tom Brady. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you got a solid defense and you got the adequate pieces around the quarterback, you don't need that great quarterback to win. It's about everybody else. And that's what we always talk about. We talk about AFN. We talk about the heavy hitters. It's about all of us. What we all bring to the table is what makes it special. Not Mm -hmm. one particular ability of one of us. And that's Mm -hmm. what I think the media, you know, when they talk about Tom Brady, they talk about Peyton Manning. They never really mentioned the Edrin James. They never really mentioned the Marvin Harrisons. They never really mentioned the Reggie Waynes. You know, so and those are Hall of Fame players around him. So you forgot one name. You forgot one name in that conversation that you just said. Don't worry, Coach got you. No, that ain't the one I'm talking about. That's not. No. We saw Mr. Buck fumble in the AFC Championship game twice. And he beat New England on his way to one. I think, exactly. he, beat, <laughs> I think he beat Indianapolis in Indianapolis, too. And, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And there's a striking similarity as far as personalities between Rex Ryan and Arthur Smith in the way that they handled the media. Mm-hmm. They handle the media the same way. It's the same, like uh, uh, not only him, Dean Pease, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Rex. Uh, I'm about to say Rex Grossman, but Rex Ryan. Oh, no, don't say that uh, name. Oh my god! 
You can throw that. Yeah, yeah. Mike, we seen Rex Grossman lead a bear. Oh, we saw him. Right, 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 right. <laughs> we saw exactly. him get to. His, he got to the Super Bowl. He got to the Crazy. Super Bowl, and the only thing that was raining in Miami was the motherfuckers looking at him playing quarterback. <laughs> that was the tears. <laughs> so, yeah, man, you got to have the foundation, and the foundation is running. The damn bow. Before you segue to K Styles, I just want to throw something out there real quick. It was an idea that I'm gonna do a video about it because I don't know if you guys want to go in depth about it. But I think that the Falcons are in a unique situation currently with us having Desmond Ritter under this rookie contract. This is a key moment for the Falcons, and we can go out and spend money. Because another thing that I didn't kind of dive into is twofold where we talk about Russell Wilson. With him being on that rookie deal, you could pay Richard Sherman a big contract. Mm. You could pay a Cam Chancellor. You see what I'm saying? You could pay all the other guys. You could pay a Earl Thomas. You could pay a Bobby Wagner to keep you know the, a great defense around them. And I think that that's something that's key with the Falcons, which y'all talking about Roquan Smith yesterday. We're in a unique situation where we're going to have a lot of cap money and if Desmond Ritter does become that franchise quarterback, we, we're set up to possibly win some championships because we can go out and build. You can bring in, like as Mike said, we're not one player away. But if you develop these other guys, when you get close enough, you can go out and get those big name guys. Or one of these guys that we have or a couple of these guys that we have, they may develop into the next great linebacker, edge rusher, running back, you can wide take chances in the draft too, Jude. Like you can take the chances in the in the draft to move up to go get a guy you like a, you know, Julio Jones or right. Bradley Chubb, Brad Chubb, uh, you know, in 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 the draft. So like you can take chances when you have, you know, those assets there. But when you're getting rid of these guys to go get someone else's superstar, like it leaves you with you know the, the what you currently have. You it's is there's there's a a major and this is why I was talking about with a guy on Twitter today and he was you know again he I made the video and he was talking about why why not go after a a, a, a you know superstar player is because with the current guy that you have there's so many question marks with these guys not to say that they're not going to be that but they're not there yet what if Marlon Davidson becomes it just finds that switch, and then you've already paid Roquan Smith twenty million dollars. Well, you can't afford to keep Marlon Davidson now. You're going right back to the drawing board, trying to find another defensive tackle to replace the way he, we just had that with Dontari Pole. We had that with Rasheed Heyman. We had that with Vic and Tag B. Uh, no, Vic and Tag. You might as well say Tag and Vic. <laughs> I mean, they pretty much did the same thing. But but like like we we've we've been to the drawing board too many times. All right, let's make sure that we develop these players first before we go. You know, going out and get because we got a, another potential problem uh, on the offensive line. Two potential problems: right tackle and left guard. We don't know what's going to happen. To Jalen Mayfield, we don't know what Caleb McGarry is going to do this year, and can we afford to keep Caleb McGarry if he has a Pro Bowl year? Like it's so many, it's so many question marks with this team. And the, I like this point. He said Roquan is a luxury, not a need. 
We build the foundation for a Roquan type of player to thrive. And the problem and the thing that we have to realize is, and Mike said it yesterday, it's always going to be somebody of that caliber coming out every year. Mm-hmm. The issue, the issue when you're trying to make make something like that is if you're in a proper position to do so, if you have a foundation set and you just needed that one player, you fine. But but like we said here tonight, yeah, I figure out what Caleb McGarry, how how that's gonna play out. You don't know how long Elijah Wilkinson is going to be here for that left guard. Or Jalen Mayfield is going to even come close to producing as far as being a left guard. You still got D-line issues. You still got to figure out who's running the ball. You still got a quarterback. I wouldn't say issue, but you got more so of a situation ship. You don't really you don't really have anything set in stone out here. So this is why <clears throat> we more advocate on building the guys we got now because it's actually cheaper to do so. Right now we gotta we gotta think we gotta think like um we got fifty dollars and we got the light bill coming up in a couple in in, in, in a little while and we only got fifty dollars to our name. What are we gonna do? You just kind of talked about it. You just hit the nail on the head with, and I don't know if y'all touched uh, touched on this last night because I didn't get to watch the full show, but what difference it does it make whether you have Deion Jones, Roquan Smith, Brian Urlacher, Ray Lewis, <clears throat> your defensive line is getting pushed 10 yards down the field. Right. <laughs> right. Roquan Smith is not going to be able to do no- nothing better if he doesn't have the adequate pieces in front of him. And that's what I was just talking about with Desmond Ritter. Like, it all connects. So getting the Roquan Smith would just be a, a lateral move. Like, okay, you trade Deion Jones, you trade Roquan Smith for each other. You still have – you're still in the same boat. You know what I'm saying? You're not – and that's what Mike talked about last night about how is he going to make our team better. That's what we got to look at at the end of the day. When he talked about Terry Fontenot, when, you, when, he, when these guys pick up the phone and talk to each other – He's going to want to know how is Roquan Smith going to make this defense better. At the end of the day, we need to be looking at a defensive lineman because that's what's going to actually help mm-hmm. the linebackers, not getting another all-star linebacker. We got good linebackers. Michael Walker is a good linebacker. Foyer was a good linebacker. The guys we have, even Rashawn Evans to an extent, he was a first-round pick. He played at Alabama. He's a good linebacker. He just needs those adequate pieces in front of him. If you don't got the adequate pieces in front of you, means nothing with you being a great linebacker because the offensive linemen are going to get to the second level. And it's nothing you can do at that point. So we're still going to be going around and around, like you said, case out in that same circle. We going round and round. I I I can't think of the name of that damn song, but it is it, 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 what comes around. Round and round we go. Round and round we go. Round and We got my scrub. I, 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 I nah, 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 that, that, that's old, that boy. You don't need that song. Oh, 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 all you need, all you need is chicks with Davy Deuce coming out in the background. No. Talking about. <laughs> no, we don't need that. But, um, yeah, man, hey. 
Yeah, man. Like you said, if this was one of those cases where they was talking about, okay, Deron Payne or Jonathan Allen or some case like that, right? Now it would talk- make more. It would make more sense because now it's a. It not only is it a position of need, but it's a position of need that can make everybody better. Mm-hmm. Roquan does nothing. He does. He he does. He does nothing for us if you don't have the guys in front of him. We made a whole segment last year called Route Ninety Six. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but let me ask y'all a question on that. I'm gonna ask y'all a question on that, and it made me think about something. Let's say for those that do say that Roquan can make that big difference. So are you telling me that this Falcons team is a lot better than that than you expected? To the people that say that. Yeah, I'm that, I'm always confused about that because there's people that want to say that we're like the worst roster, by the way, the worst team that we're gonna have the worst record, but your defense is okay, or they're gonna have the worst everything. But your wide receivers are good, but we're gonna have the worst everything else. But your secondary is good, but it's like, right? Well, well, worst like, everything like, else. But your coaching staff's not bad. Oh, okay. Um, how does that correlate with your that kind of contradicts everything you're trying to say? So Either we can't stop anybody, or we can't store, or we can't score. This yeah. entire offseason, we've basically given you the formula of how we can score. Just throw it up. We can give you the entire formula of, you know, stopping everyone. Just, just plaster the receivers, whatever kind of coverage that you want. Like we're gonna have enough of a rotation for any type of situation. So, we're going to have pieces that people just like they don't seem to recognize when they look at our roster as a whole and be like no that's the worst roster uh no no questions given no nothing else like no doubt in my mind like that's it like that's definitive all right we're just going to quickly move on it's like no 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 like pay attention to what's actually going on like they they don't want to do that because whenever they say that then that means that they actually have to do some research, which is no. their kryptonite, if you will. So it, it reminds me of the basketball team, the Detroit Pistons. When you look at the Detroit Pistons, um, and I'm, even the bad boys, uh, the bad boys, uh, Detroit Pistons team. Look at that team. They had guys. You had a, a you had a star in Isaiah uh, Thomas. You had Joe Dumas. You had Dennis Rodman. You had those guys that were able to play a certain style of um basketball uh it's tough in your face basketball and then you take to the ben wallace um the rasheed uh wallace um and you have tayshaun prince you have um chauncey billups a lot of those guys are aren't necessarily superstars so you look at their roster and say all right 
this is like you don't have one of those guys. You don't have a Kobe Bryant. You don't have a LeBron James. A guy that's like you look at and you know you're going to get 40, 50 points at any given time with those guys. The Falcons don't have that. And that's the issue. So when you don't have that one guy that you can say, all right, he is a mega star. This guy can play ball. We don't have a Julio Jones. And currently we don't have a Calvin Ridley to say, all right, this guy going to go out and give you 100 yards and two, three touchdowns um, every game at any given time. We don't have that. We don't have the sack master. We don't have the linebacker that's going to give you, you know, uh, 15, 20 sacks. Um Especially with this this uh, defensive line, um, you you're not going to be able to see that a lot um, with that. So when you look at the Falcons roster outside of Deion Jones, you know maybe AJ Terrell. You can look at those guys and say, all right, he's a superstar. So when you have that, that that's the problem. When you don't have those big names and the coach itself. He's boring as hell because he's not going to give you anything. Dean Pease is going to cuss you out because he's an old now <laughs> defensive guy. Like he, like there's nothing sexy about the Atlanta Falcons. So of course, when you look at this roster, that's like it's nothing. That's it, it, no one truly stands out. What what player on this team that to you guys? That's the question I want. Who's the who's the guy on this roster that stands out? When you look at him and say, "All right, that guy's a superstar." Other than Cal Pitts, you got Cal Pitts, you got AJ Terrell, and you got Grady Jarrett. Those are the only guys, but all of those guys are young. So I would say Cal Pitts probably is the guy that stands out to me, him and AJ. Because even with a Grady Jarrett, because of the position he plays, a lot of people don't put him in like that mega star, you know, category or the face of the franchise category. Because he, like you said, he he's kind of one of those. <laughs> Hold on, Delilah came with the twenty spot. <laughs> invested in Mad Mike's tech. <laughs> yeah, with the times, oh, man, Mike. She was there, she was there, Mike. She had Mike over here, Mike over here running on that America Online messenger hey, hey, shit. <laughs> Hold on. Let me switch it up. Himself with a government-free phone. Hold on. <laughs> He he's shooting that thing on a projector. <laughs> oh my Man's god! himself using a Nintendo 64. <laughs> <laughs> damn right, man, he used a Super Nintendo. <laughs> but for real though, appreciate the toys by Delilah. But, Thank you, Delilah. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, that makes a good point. Like you said, the Falcons don't really have marketable guys outside of those. Really two three players and you got to you have to realize like in today's age marketability sales as far as the media goes <laughs> now to me oh okay, okay um <laughs> he, he, he he's blacking out over here <laughs> Oh, black and black, black, black and black, black, black and black, black. They don't like me, man. They, they, they trying to end it. They trying to end it. Oh lord. So, my question to y'all would be: Is with it, with the Falcons kind of being that bottom of the radar? I ain't gonna say bottom of the radar, but the team that nobody really expects to do anything, or everybody said this is the worst team in the in the league. To me personally, 
that works in the Falcons' advantage big time. And these motherfuckers don't even realize it. How do y'all feel about that kind of statement that the negative well, where the Falcons are as far as the media wise right now actually works for the team's advantage? Like we right, said, like I said, we playing with house money. I've said it going into this year, and that's why I said like my expect expectations for this team is like we're playing with house money. Like nobody expects us to do anything. Like after Matt Ryan, as much as people hated on Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan made this team like respectable. Like t- people was not going to say like, we only win two games when Matt Ryan was here because of his caliber, you know, the caliber of quarterback that he is and how I always talk about the media loves to pump up the quarterback, even though Matt Ryan, you know, didn't get that credit until he was an Indianapolis coat. And then everybody now is like picking them to win the AFC South which is funny to me, but yeah, I really think like this team is playing with house money. And that's why another thing I kind of like about this team is there's really no pressure on this team. Like, if you think about it, what, like, we don't know, like how, how Mike said, he's like, we don't have anybody on this team that can get us 15 to 20 sacks. At least we don't know that yet. Like none of mm-hmm. us seen Vic Beasley getting 15 and a half. Sacks. I know I didn't see it coming. So mm-hmm. we might be in for, you know, a surprise, maybe Arnold Ebicady, Maybe A.O. takes that next step. Maybe Marlon Davidson. Maybe one of these guys actually surprises us. Maybe D'Angelo Malone. Like I said, one of these guys might become a star. But that's why you give these guys the opportunity, and that's why you don't go out and bring in those big-name guys because, like I said before, you kind of slow down the growth of those young guys. Put those young Mm -hmm. guys out there and see what they can do because these guys look hungry. So right now Mm -hmm. they're playing with house money. Like they have nothing to lose because nobody believes in them other than the coaching staff. And other than the diehard Falcon fans like us, as Case Styles always say, the what are the twenty percent, the the, the 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 seven percenters, the seven, yeah, the seven percenters. Oh, like, group from six, that's good, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. It kind of it kind of grew because now that um after the Falcons they got in a couple scuffles at practice and stuff, so a lot of people, a few people, done jump back up. So it around that six and seven percent. Yeah, so there's no pressure. Like, this team can go out there, play free, go out there and beat a bunch of people and surprise a lot of teams because there's no pressure. Like, when you're – they're saying the media saying you're going to win two games. Like I said, I've told my family this. What happens when the Falcons go 2-0 and in their first two games? What is the media going to say then? You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? You can't throw – no, you can't give no excuses to the other teams because if you're expecting the Falcons only win two games this year, that means these other teams have no excuses. Right. None. So I love it. We playing with house money. We have nothing to lose. These young guys can go out there and play free because we're the from what I'm hearing, I think we're in, we're underdogs in almost every game this season. So as far as bet the betting goes, like in Vegas. So I love it. I love the underdog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I even saw another Sports Illustrated, go figure, uh, another or- article that mentioned that um, Arthur Smith has like, the worst odds to win Coach of the Year. Right. All right. Uh, but, you know, let's just move on to everything else. Like what you were saying, like, you know, you talk about the lack of expectations in the outside media. That doesn't mean that they're not going to play without fight. Exactly. Like we've seen so much fight from this team. We've seen so much aggression. Like we've seen to the point where they have to hold them back instead of push them forward. 
like they understand that they don't need anything else outside forces or any of that in order to get them motivated. Just like what DMPs was saying in that, you know, that famous press conference. It's like, hey, if we have to push you, if we have to like motivate you, you're not good enough. I'm sorry, but I, I that's not who we are. Like right. Bill Belichick didn't do that. Nick Saban didn't do that. I, I, I don't do that. Like that's not my style of play. I will get familiar with you. I will have dinner with your family. But if I have to motivate you to play football, you're in the wrong sport. Mm-hmm. That's the mentality that this defense has. That's the mentality that the rest of the team has because Arsene Smith is on the same way. Mm-hmm. These people have so much fight that every single position battle is exactly that. It's a battle. All right, we can say that regarding other things, but that's more of a phrase. For us, it's like an internal, like, friendly conflict. It's a, it's a good war to have with each other, and that's it, you know? To finish off, Big Ant Sam, we all we got, but we all we need. Oh, we can. Exactly. Okay? Like, we don't need any extra, any extra expectations. We can motivate ourselves. We motivate ourselves as fans in order to do this show every single week. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need anything else to, to tell us. Like, because. we know it's in our heart of hearts. It's it's something that we just kind of do right now. That's the See. same mentality that they have. See, because I think I think where the issue comes in is that and this is where I, I have to fault Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitra, a.k.a. Gilbert and um, Smithers for this. <laughs> <laughs> because who now work for Mad Mike's router? Oh, <laughs> uh, and man, his wife. And look, and look, and look, and as much and as much shit as we talking, y'all notice Dimitrov ain't got a GM job since. Nobody wants him. Ryan Pace got a job, but he doesn't. Trent Balky from the Jacksonville Jaguars has a job. <laughs> but the, but the, this is where their fault has that where they play fault into where like this media expectation for the Falcons coming in now is because they are the ones that have coined that embrace the suck culture. They have coined that, um, and it it like you say it resonates with certain media aspects of it. Like you got certain guys out here that will always say, "Well, the Falcons would never be this because of this," or they don't never get superstars, so they're gonna always suck. Oh wait, you got the you got the video? Nah, man, I got I I I gotta reload that thing up, man. I gotta find that gift because that shit. <laughs> I gotta find I gotta find. Hey, hey, Mel Mills. Appreciate you for the home. That's that's gonna be my homework for the rest of the week. I gotta find that Gilbert video, but but I gotta find it and make sure it doesn't have the WWE logo on there. You know what I'm saying? Because we ain't trying to get demonetized over some stupid shit like that. They very now, now, you, now that you got that 1K, you're gonna be a little more careful, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> shit, you bro, shit, shit, but, but I was getting copyrighted. On, on, I got, bro. I'm a, I ain't gonna. I got copyright. I got. This show copyrighted on two videos. Well, three videos I done put up. The first one, the, the first copyright that I ever got 
was me showing that that bogus ass Kansas City play where they did the cha cha slide in the backfield and they threw an interception trying to throw a lollipop to Patrick Mahomes over Keanu Neal. I got copyright on that. The second one is uh, Deshaun Jackson pulling the Calvin Ridley. I got copyright on that. And the third one and the weirdest one that was when I showed the Ja Rule um, Greek food commercial. For some reason, I got copyright. <laughs> A great food <laughs> <laughs> I was like we two gonna... hours into the show. Like I'm surprised they found that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's like, so yeah, we kind of have to be careful on certain things, but we're gonna find it. Don't worry about it. Because the Gilbert thing was cool. I gotta I gotta find that thing again. So I I ha- I have it by the end of the week. God damn. Well, what was I talking about beforehand? Before before I started getting them flashbacks, <laughs> uh, no the, the previous coaching staff, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. The, the embrace the suck culture. They fed they they fed the media this. That's what we're going at right now. A wounded animal is most dangerous when he's backed up into a corner. Falcons are not wounded, but you back them into a corner. You saying they suck. You saying they ain't no good. They ain't never gonna be shit. You know, I, I, I think the Falcons went wrong when they tried to redefine football. Mm. Like they tried to redefine football. They tried to redefine the trenches. They tried to redefine um, offense. They tried to read uh, uh, redefine just how you play the game and how you win the game. Uh, meaning, with the offensive line, they thought they would just. Uh, you know, because you have a, a mega star in Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. You know, you got guys like a Tony Gonzalez. You can do certain things, you know, Austin Hooper, those types of guys. Like when you have those types of athletes, you say, all right, I got the best of the best. All right, we we got some of the fastest, more physically uh, gifted players, and um, that's good enough to win us a championship. Um, and, and, and they won games, but the biggest issue is they didn't win quality games against quality teams uh, when it came down to the small, intricate details of football. When you try to redefine football, you try to uh, 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 make football uh, into a, uh, uh, you know, ultimately a clown show. It just be coming. Everybody go to the circus to see everybody jump and flip and do all this type of stuff. Circuit D Circuit D Soleil. That's what you that's that's what you go. So this is what the Falcons tried to do. So like what, what what at the end of the day, I think when you bust a motherfucker upside the head, you know, hit him hit him with a right hit hook when you punch him in the gut. Like uh, uh like uh Mike Tyson did uh uh, uh Dunny Long uh uh, uh I was just watching this fight he hit his ass in the uh he hit him with a, a liver shot um uh, it was somebody else I think it was uh, another boxer again got hitting uh um he got hit in the gut with a liver shot and he went down those are the least it's like you would not expect you to get hit in the gut and then you are right, you end up losing the fight those are the small things that matters so much to the game third down being able to run the ball in the end zone when you're on the two and one yard line we were horrible at it being able to pin people in the 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 uh between the 20 between the uh the, the five and the ten like we were horrible at that type of stuff getting big time punts we were horrible at that all right being able to like uh, with the four minute offense 
run the damn ball. All right. We were good in a two-minute offense, but one in four-minute offense when we needed to run the ball and get first downs, we were damn horrible. So when you try to redefine football and you try to make it, you know, uh, uh you know, uh, ultimately, you know, uh arena league football, that's when you got in trouble. The Thomas Dimitro tried to turn this into arena league football and it failed miserably. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Gears five said <laughs> Dimitrov was below average GM that lucked out getting Matt and Julio. But you he said didn't he even put, want Julio. He didn't even want Julio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? Now you said something there. You you said something there about um now you about to make the special teams come out of me now, boy, because boy. <laughs> Boy, Michael Caden, boy, he couldn't. Boy, I don't know what happened after his fourth, fifth, his fourth year with yeah. the Falcons, boy, mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. couldn't kick worth a damn after that. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Sterling Hoffrichter. If you don't remember who he is, <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, we got Jamon Brown. He tackled his own freaking. Team. That's why I was. That's, bruh, that's what we had. That's who he signed. Bro, we signed an offensive lineman sacking their own quarterbacks. You had literally Sterling Hoffrichter who couldn't kick worth a damn. You had Cam Nazareth couldn't kick worth a damn. Yeah, yeah. Brought back Don Maggio for three years in a row, and he can't get a damn kicking job. <laughs> Man, Seth Vernon, please. Please take the punch, bro. For the love of God, just, just just do it, man. We 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 need something different. Well, there's also a uh, Bradley Pinion. Bradley Pinion. Yeah. Um, according to uh, Arthur Smith, in his opinion, it's Pinion that's actually the starter. Yeah, he's the star. He's the starter coming up. But like you said, they gonna they gonna keep Seth burning around. But <sighs> Thomas Morstead was a godsend to this team last year. Our defense, so, our offense suffers so bad. Oh my god, they suffer so bad. The, the whole guy. team suffered. Now, I'm just gonna say the whole team suffered because of that, that, that one position. <laughs> that was just hey, look, Lewis Southside said that, that half rector they almost made me shoot my TV. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what happens when you remember his name. <laughs> he Bruh. punted the ball like two punts, three punts in a row. It was like 15 yards or something like that. I'm like, oh, bro, you can't kick it, bro. Oh, my God. I, I like, that's a roughing yeah. the passer penalty, man. <laughs> I'm, like, I, I'm like, motherfucker, we could have just went XFL rules and just went for it on fourth and 15 if that was the damn case. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But this is why we say, man, all three phases of the game are important, man. Because, like I said, as Falcon fans, we have seen some of the most. Do we need um, to bring it up? Do we need to bring goons. it up here by looking at this, looking at the damn ball when it was? Some of the most, some of the most, some of the most goofiest ass mm-hmm. shit as a Falcon fan the last couple of years that we had to witness. We went, we literally witnessed losing a game on an onside kick where all they had to do was jump on the ball. <laughs> we thought the ball was a good name. <laughs> <laughs> 
right? We right. lost the game where Raheem Morris literally came out and said we game plan for Chris Carson, but we didn't game plan for Russell Wilson. That's what we, I really want to shoot my TV when I heard that. <laughs> We had a green a game against the Green Bay Packers. Where Didn't he still score like two touchdowns that game? Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> he had 140 yards for two touchdowns that game. So what did you do? Did you Wikipedia search his name? Like is that what you did? <laughs> no, oh you're not do film on that. Bruh. <laughs> Bro, the Green Bay Packer game was one of the most embarrassing games I saw in the oh last my couple God. years. When when your when your whole defense is a meme for two weeks because everybody's slipping and falling on the ground, and you got a linebacker who's obviously holding jerking receivers around and still get beat fifteen yards down the field. Oh, God, and brought up that Bears game. We literally watched Mitchell damn Trubisky run the ball almost 100 yards that game and got benched at halftime and lost to Nick Foles. <laughs> yep. We lost to the motherfucking Lions in four throws in 40 seconds on the last drive of the game. Because we scored a touchdown. Because we scored a touchdown. <laughs> right. No. We lost against the Kansas City Chiefs, where we initially could have had a touchdown, but somebody wanted to moonwalk <laughs> and not go for the end zone. And we lost by three. Like, all he had to do, all he had to do was just just get in field goal position. Like, all, like, all Calvin really had to do was he caught that slant with just run straight. He ran to the sideline and they ended up kicking a field goal that drive. Yeah. We done seen small some good details. <laughs> That's why we say the small intricate details of football. Just the simplest thing is just going forward. Lean forward. <laughs> you lean for good things happen. Bruh, we literally saw a game three years ago where Marcus Mariota helped A.J. Brown become a household name against the Atlanta Falcons on two catches for 140-something yards and two touchdowns. See, this is why we cheat. This is why we always say the small details of football. They matter. And, and they, they it could be those, you always say those four or five plays during, during the game that it, it either win you the game or lose you the game. Those things matter, man. So, uh, oh. Oh, oh, don't, hey, 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 don't, don't forget the couple games that we lost because Julio Jones dropped a touchdown pass. Now, don't, don't forget them games. Now, mm-hmm. you forgot mm-hmm. that Carolina game, that fourth and nine they had, and Julio was wide open in the end zone and dropped it, and lost the game on that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Those the gaffes they don't want to tell you about. Mm-hmm. That's not even all about. of them. <laughs> That's not even all. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> we can keep going all day and know that. We, we can keep all going all day with that. Uh, remember the Dallas Cowboy game with Ru- no, no, Russell? No, we don't remember. No, no, no. We talking about the other one. Well, the other, I think it was the year before that one. Well, yeah, that's how bad it is when you when you confuse one for the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where well, where well, where well, I think it was Russell Gage threw the ball downfield, a perfectly mm-hmm. beautiful thrown ball, and Julio dropped it too. Yeah, oh, that's fast. the same game, K. That's how Dang. bad that game was. <laughs> that was the same game where, where we were scared to jump on the football <laughs> on the old one side kick. Oh. It would never even came down to that if he would have caught that touchdown. That's why I say again, that's how bad it is. When you think that there's more instances than there actually are. (laughs) Oh my god, bro! Like you said, and and we had the embrace the suck culture actually approve of this. See, see, um. Oh, I, I damn sure could use uh, uh, some damn moonshine right now. I damn sure could I'm, use I'm moonshine. I'm looking at my jar right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to hold off. I'm, I'm, I'm a feng shui. We, 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 we passed that now. We, we, we good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Three, two, one. One, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? Ah, there you go. Okay, we good now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, anybody else want to say something else before I start um getting a little bit more depressed than what I am? Uh, uh, final matchup for the preseason game. <laughs> you said the preseason game? Oh, okay. Yeah, any, uh, any particular matchups? Oh, man, so preseason. So I'm very in particular going to be looking at the running backs, because we going to have to definitely see how it, 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 who who's going to be the clear cut starter. I mean, we got Damian Williams here. We still ain't heard shit on Quadri. Oh, so I, for some reason, it's like news is allergic to this guy because ain't nobody said anything about Quadri. Oh, so we've heard about Cordell Passer. Damian Williams, Tyler Algier, but nobody's talking about Quadrios. We've heard from Caleb Huntley. Caleb Huntley. I'm like, so we need to find out this preseason is going to we, – we need to find out who's going to be the starting running back because this is going to be key for this team to shock the world. They gave Matt Man the Dugents in that treatment. <laughs> Only thing I saw from Quadri Olsen with him doing doing blocking drills with damn Damian Williams. <laughs> well, for me personally, um, I'm going to be watching the spacing uh, on the offense side of the ball. I, I think the spacing for this team is uh, is paramount it's because uh, it's going to create the holes for. Uh, the running backs that they desperately need. Um, when you have a, a, a quarterback that is stationary for the most part, um, when you do the play action rollouts, 
you you have to be more uh, you have to be you have to be disciplined and stand in your spot because one move we I, I forget who said this um but I think it was Dean P. He he was talking about Lamar Jackson and he says like you can't uh with Lamar Jackson you can't on the backside you know you can't chase him from the backside. I, I think it was no it was after the uh the Eagles uh the Eagles game when the Eagles uh Jalen uh Hurts ended up going crazy on the vibe and he was like we 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 had him but we weren't disciplined on the backside and then allowed him to get outside of the um you know other uh other pocket and you know make plays with his legs and whatnot and that's totally like it, it extended a lot of those drives where they can you know go and do that bullshit ass rpo stuff that they do every every play the same exact play every play um but when you when you have that um from your your quarterback that ability to extend plays and to create that spacing for the lot for uh running backs uh, and even the fullbacks. So that's what I like about Arthur. Uh, I'm gonna be watching and see how he uses fullbacks out of the backfield too. So um I like I, I that's what I'm gonna be focused on, the spacing for the offense for the offense for the Falcons. <clears throat> that makes sense. I, I think going into this preseason game, the main thing I'm focusing on, and I don't know if you guys listen to Marcus Mariota. Um, press conference, but him and Arthur Smith talked about uh, not beating yourself. And that's what we were just kind of talking about with all those games we were going through of all of the games that we've lost in the past, in past years is Marcus Mariota kind of talked about a lot of teams in the, in the league beat themselves and the good teams, you know, they don't beat themselves. They let you beat like, I don't know how many new England Patriot Super Bowls, Seattle, you're on the one yard line. You refuse to run with beast mode. The Falcons, you got a you know substantial lead. You 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 know don't run the ball. You know what I'm saying you you put yourself in like basically the Patriots let Panthers teams with the there. with the kickoff that went out of bounds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like good teams let you beat yourself. So I really feel like in this game, I'm focusing on uh, how clean the operation is. I am watching for those those matchups. You know those position battles like the center wide receiver, running back, and stuff like that. But I want to see uh, how together this team is. Are we seeing a bunch of false starts? Are we seeing a bunch of drop passes? Like, Are we seeing a bunch of missed tackles? Like, that's stuff you can't have. This, And that's why I'm kind of glad that the starters are playing because I feel like they got to gain that rhythm. Like, football is a, one of those sports where you got to get in rhythm. You got to get in sync. So I want to see these guys go out there, get a quick three and out on defense, the offense go down and drive and score a touchdown. Like that builds confidence as well. Cause this is a really young team. So I really feel like they got to get out to a fast start this year. So the way that you get out to that fast start is you play well in these preseason games. So heading into week one against the saints, you're confident The Drake London's they got these young guys that you have, they already know that they can do it because they've done it at the highest level. And I don't know if you guys seen, but the head coach of the lions, basically stated that he talked to Arthur Smith and they plan on both playing their starters against each other. So this is going to be a good litmus test for us to kind of just see where we're at. Cause that's what the preseason is about. It's about going back to the drawing board, getting some tape in actual games. Cause we know at, at camp, they're not tackling each other. They're not. So they're only, we're only getting glimpses of interceptions and stuff like that. in these one-on-one 
but I want to see these guys get out there on the field and beat somebody when the bright lights is on. It's one thing to do it out there in camp when there's nobody watching you. It's a totally different thing when those lights come on. That's when, you know, men become, you know, boys become men when we find out who really is about that life. So I want to see these guys when they get out there on Friday, what guys jumping off the screen, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead, Kay. Well, so by looking at AtlantaFalcons.com and putting out the first depth chart, really the only starters that's going to be starting, no surprise, the trenches and the defense. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of which, um, if they're going to have their starters playing for about a quarter, or at least a quarter, I think that's what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, right. That's about three drives worth of each one. It's about the average time of possession, mm-hmm. how the average is out. So about three good opportunities to get a good grasp of. Obviously, this is going to be like vanilla uh, offense and defense because they don't want to give too much away and just to get the, hey, just get your skill sets, get your, get your feet under you, but uh, Lions have a sneaky good offensive line. Mm-hmm. In particular, I want to see Panay Sewell against Ogundeji. Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be some good and work. If it's right not there. against Logan Deji, let it be against Carter. And if it's not Carter, let it be against Ebicady. Mm-hmm. The crux of this past draft basically falls on him because we didn't get the other guy. Mm. So, in order to kind of detract those statements moving forward, we need to put our our top guys up against another unit. That is exactly that. They they are a unit, right? Like mm-hmm. left to right in the center, they have one of the best centers, one of the best up and coming right tackles, a solid left tackle in Taylor Decker. They got mm-hmm. some interesting guards there too. I think one of them like practices martial arts. So you got some maulers, all right? Can we start making some statements against them? All right, we we've seen them previously, but that was with a different defensive line unit. They haven't met this one, all right? They triple team Grady. Let's see if they can even give him that much much attention now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that was one. Right. Yeah, that was one of the most depressing things I've ever saw. Right there. How the hell you triple team Grady and nobody else can make a play? <laughs> that that will go back. You you, you, you got to motivate like players to make plays. That, that's exactly what he mean by that. that. Like, if you got to go out and motivate guys to make plays, they shouldn't be on your squad. They shouldn't be on anybody's squad. Your, 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 star, your star player is literally getting triple team, and n- nobody can get anywhere near the quarterback. That's disgusting. It's just like, come on, mathematically. All right, you have three – you have five offensive linemen. You have one defensive tackle. Taking care of three of them, you have two offensive linemen left. You have three more defensive linemen on the other on the other side. I even think that they had extra blockers, like that they had the tight end chip, that they had the running back chip. I don't think that even matters at this point because you have three people that couldn't get off of a half of a block if they had to distribute that each other. 
I think Dante, I think Dante Fowler was getting blocked by the running back or some shit like that. I, if I remember, oh. <laughs> I'm it, sorry. It, it, got so <laughs> it got to a point where no one outside of Oakham Daisy was getting any pressure, so they had to put Foyer and Dion on the edge to get pressure. It, it was that bad. But yet we want another linebacker. <laughs> 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 right, Juju just took the road words out of my mouth. We want another goddamn linebacker, but we can't get no pressure. Roquan Smith is not an outside linebacker, he's an inside linebacker for a reason. You're trying to get mm-hmm. top construction workers, but you don't know how good your scaffolding is. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, if that mm-hmm. motherfucker come up there and that scaffold ain't worth the damn. He falling right to the goddamn pavement like, I knew I shouldn't have took this damn job. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't expect D'Angelo Malone and Ebikini uh, to start. Like, that's this nah. not happening. The start is going to be Jalen uh, Jalen Carter, but um, uh, Lorenzo, Lorenzo Carter and uh, 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 Ogundaisy. They are going to be, be the guys that are advocating and Malone going to be the rotational pieces. Mm. Not to say, like, they can they can easily get five to seven sacks if they uh, perfect their one particular role. Like, that's mm. like, all they have to do now is just learn to get after the quarterback. If they can get after the quarterback and provide, it, you know, that, 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 that outside of Ogum Deji, that consistency outside of those guys, Grady Jarrett, because they're going to be moving Grady Jarrett around also. Um, you know, it's 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 looking up. Man. And like I said, mm-hmm. you know, until, until until this preseason game, boy, it's like, boy, I can't wait. Like like somebody said earlier in the show, man, this is the first time in a good little while that I've actually been excited about a preseason game. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It's a whole new world. It's this a- is what we asked for. We asked for fans asked for um, the ability to rebuild. They asked for new players, and now you got new players. Now we got to sit back and watch the growth. All right. Watch the process. All right, so we're going to go ahead, people. We're going to go ahead and wind it down for tonight, man. As you already know, this is the Heavy Hitters, and we always come through with – what are those three words we always come with? The stats, the facts, and the truth. Truth! The truth! So – we definitely appreciate y'all tuning in tonight. So y'all make sure y'all go ahead and continue to support everybody up here. Six Man K Styles, Mad Mike Sports, Jew Talk Sports, Noah Tendale. As we are all on the journey to get better. 1% better. Because guess what? We ain't here to play. We here to stay. You ain't gotta go home. Ooh, no. They gotta get the heck up out of here. Deuces.